Super Talk Mississippi media production. So joining me now, Jonas Pope IV covers the Wolf Pack for the Raleigh News and Observer. We've had him on the podcast before. Uh, really great information last time. Now you've seen a game. Just your initial impressions of, uh, of North Carolina State and what you saw against South Florida. Um, first of all, thank you for having me on. Secondly, uh, what I saw against South Florida was a team that came out and, and just dominated from, from beginning to end. And I think while a lot of people expected State to win that game, um, something they've done in the past is they, they haven't been able to really uh, keep their foot on the neck of their opponents and really control the game for four quarters. They, they've had instances where they would start out hot and let teams, even even inferior opponents, like sneak back in the game late or even make it look a lot closer than it was. But this team really kept the pressure on, never took their foot off the gas. Um, South Florida had a chance to score late, but they were determined to get a shutout. So they, they shut them out from the four-yard line. So that just showed me a lot about the focus and the t- determination of this of this 2021 team. A lot of balance offensively for North Carolina State in this game. 232 yards passing, 293 yards rushing. Leary was 17 of 26, averaged eight yards per carry. It feels like offensively it couldn't have gone better for, for North Carolina State. Is that a, a function of how well they played and how well they executed, or was it a function more of what South Florida wasn't able to do? I, I think they really – I mean – I want to give credit to South Florida for making things challenging early, but once, you know, NC State got in a rhythm, there was really nothing that South Florida could have done to stop. And like you said, Tim Beck is an offensive coordinator who likes to be balanced. You know, I think every coach in America said, hey, we want to be balanced. We want to be balanced. But he really showed it uh, in the opening game. And they leaned heavily on the run with Ricky Person and Bam Knight. And then once Devin Leary kind of settled down, I mean, he missed some throws early, but once he settled down, like you said, NC State was just rolling, passing, running. They were doing whatever they wanted to do uh, from start to finish. 293 yards rushing and 7.3 yards per carry. That's impressive. Uh, it doesn't yeah. really matter who you're, who you're playing. <laughs> Obviously, Mississippi State going to present a little different challenge uh, up front uh, on, the, on the defense. I, and, I, and I've said this before. I don't think that they're going to rush for 300 yards on Mississippi State. But the, the question is, can they be effective running the ball against a bigger, faster, stronger Mississippi State defense? Yeah, that's 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 one thing we've talked about with Coach Dorian this week. It's like, you know, he realizes that he realizes that the guys up front will be bigger. Uh they're gonna be better athletes, you know, they're gonna be present a, a tougher challenge. Um, but I, I like you say, I don't think they'll be able to run for three hundred yards, but knowing this offense and their and their philosophy, they're gonna stick to the run, they won't abandon it. Um so they're gonna try to keep luring them to sleep. And the good thing to say is they probably won't run for three hundred yards, they probably won't average seven yards to carry. But they'll have fresh legs, um, and they'll use that to their advantage. You know, Bam and Ricky, neither one of those guys are going to get 25 or 30 carries per game. They're going to split it up. So they're going to have different – and even Jordan Houston came in late and rushed for a touchdown. So they have different weapons they can throw it at Mississippi State and hope they can wear those guys down. Are Knight and Pearson different backs, or do, do they complement each other, or are they sort of you know the same guy and they're just both talented? Yeah, it's pretty much the same guy. They, they were number seven and number eight, and you can swap those numbers. You would never be able to tell them apart. Um, <laughs> Ricky, Ricky's a little bit bigger, but, you know, he has some moves. He has some speed. He can catch the ball in the backfield. Bam came in as known as the speed guy, but he's put on some weight and can run through some tackles. He's hard to bring down. You know, as a lighter guy, you would think one guy can break him down easily, but he, he shows some tough runs against South Florida. We took a whole gang of guys to break him down. He's really the home run hitter who's added some speed. And add, I mean, who's added some strength, added some size. But, yeah, I mean, they're interchangeable. They're, they're, they're this year's version of, of Michael Carter and, and, uh, and Williams, Devontae Williams over at Carolina. You have two guys who 
who pretty much you can plug in and do the same things. The number that stands out for me when we flip over to the defensive side of the ball for the Wolfpack is three, three interceptions in this game. When we talked a few weeks ago, you mentioned that you thought that this, that this uh, Wolfpack secondary could be a strength for this team. It looks like in game one that that, that promise came true. Yeah, well, actually, one of those interceptions from a linebacker, but yeah, the, I mean, the defensive backs early on in the game, you know, you saw some South Florida guys who had a step and may have, you know, run free on a couple of routes. Whenever the adjustments they made, it, it, it definitely changed. It changed the rest of the way because those guys were, were locked in. Like you said, uh, three interceptions for the defense, two for the secondary. A lot of that credit goes to those guys who've been, well, what Dave Doran said, they were attacking the ball in the air better than he's ever seen the secondary do since he's been there. And that comes from confidence. That comes from experience and guys playing faster, knowing what to do, not thinking as much. I think you saw a lot of that from the secondary. But just talking to some of those secondary guys today, they give a credit to the front seven for putting so much pressure on a quarterback and making them throw early and making their job a lot easier. You said pressure, and, you know, obviously hurries are there, and that's one thing. But no sacks in this game for North Carolina State. Was that surprising to you? Um, it was surprising at first, but then Coach Doran and linebacker Isaiah Moore made a very good point this week talking to the media and that they, they're a three-man front. And, you know, a three-man front is not going to get a lot of sacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and they run a three-three-five, So they, they pick and choose their times to blitz and send extra guys. But, you know, they, they have more guys on the back end. So they, those three guys, it's going to be hard to get to the quarterback against five linemen consistently. Um, so – they didn't get any sacks, but he was very happy with the pressure they provided, uh, how they got the quarterbacks off their spot, how they made the quarterbacks throw early. So to him, he, he explained that it's not all about sacks. Of course, sacks is what people talk about, but he was pleased with the way they got the quarterback in a hurry and, and threw some balls right into the hands of the defense. When a team wins 45 nothing, you know, obviously to find criticisms, you have to nitpick. So if I, if I asked you to do that, if I asked you to nitpick, what was something that stood out to you that you thought, man, they've got to work on that against Mississippi State? Um. I thought I thought Bailey Hawkins. I mean, not Bailey Hawkins. He had a great game. I thought I thought Devin Leary. Bailey Hawkins, the former quarterback. I thought right. Devin Leary. Um, I thought he missed some throws early, and I think early in the game I was surprised with how uh, South Florida was able to kind of rush him and get him off his spot and kind of put some pressure on him. Now that got better um, as the game went on, but I was, I was very surprised by how he missed some missed some shots early and how the offensive line failed to pr- protect him, cl- you know, keep him clean early. Now they fixed it. But they kind of caught my eye um, early on. That's interesting because, you know, Mississippi State, a defense that loves to bring pressure and, and from, from multiple spots. So they can have some success early. That, that'll be one thing. One last thing before we go, I mean, I, and I asked this in another interview, it looks like, the, you know, the, the, the odds makers and everything think this is going to be a pretty low-scoring game. Is that how you see it as well? Yeah, I, I, I definitely see it the same way. I mean, I hope NC State doesn't think they're going to come out and score 45 points again. Yeah. Um, I might – I mean, we all saw the Clemson – the Clemson and uh, Georgia game was 10-7. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I expected it to be some more scoring in this game, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if this ACC-SEC game is, is similar, like low scoring, 17-10, mm-hmm. you know, 20-14, 20-17, something like that. Yeah, you're sort of reading my mind on, on where I think this game is going to end up as well. Appreciate the time, Jonas. Always glad to have you on the podcast, man, and uh, we'll see you this weekend. Man, appreciate it. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.